0: Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where
1: we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we thought we would try something a little bit different this week. And, you know, potentially this could be a continuing series where we kind of do these episodes every now and then. We'll we'll be discussing kind of, is it worth it? Like Disney edition. So kind of different things.
0: What were the air quotes for?
1: I I have no idea who those were for. Those were just for me. (laughs) For me and you. Those were the air quotes. So... (laughs) Sometimes forget this is audio only, but <laughs> kind of dis- it
0: really makes for a riveting podcast for the it, listeners, yeah.
1: but, but kind of discussing, Hey, like, is this worth it? And it, you know, it could be anything from, is it worth it from uh, a monetary thing? Like, do we think it's too expensive for this to like, would you wait X amount of time for a certain experience? So I think we have like four or five of them. Uh, I put this question out on Facebook on our Facebook page at, uh, at Enchanted Ears Podcast a few weeks ago, and we got you know a couple good ones from listeners. So those are kind of included in, in there as well, and some of the ones that we kind of came up with to discuss. But before we get into that, wanted to discuss uh, a quick piece of Disney news. So this was uh, actually I heard listening to my second favorite Disney podcast and (laughs) channel podcast is number one, but it's the Disney dish podcast. And uh, one of the co-hosts on that Len brought up that Disney is, I I believe they patented it, uh, a technology, which they're able to use like a, a digital device for trading, I think they call them tiles. And what they were talking about is that this may be kind of like pin trading 2.0. That okay, Disney, you know, may relaunch pin trading as part of the 50th anniversary, but it would be a digital format, so you, you would be trading digital pins as opposed to like a physical pin. So, I'm not sure if this is going to be like an app on your phone or you're going to buy a pin trading device that you then trade with. But I thought it's pretty interesting that, that they are moving at least the, you know, the, the thought is that they're moving to a more like digital platform for this. They'll still, are, they'll still have the physical pins. Like that will still stay. Are we
0: sure that this is like a, that's what it is. Cause that doesn't sound like anything
1: by that. I mean, it doesn't
0: sound like something I would want to invest in.
1: Yeah. I don't think it, it's not something I think. Yeah. I would do either. I mean, maybe you would try it out, but I do like the physical pin trading, but I can't see this in the new age where everybody has cell phones, everything's digital, there are a lot of uh, like these large multiplayer games, where you can collect goods, you know, these kind of like, I won't call them black markets, but like secondary markets pop up where people will pay money in exchange for these digital items. Like I think that happened a little bit in Pokemon Go, or they were trying to avoid that by limiting trading, because they didn't want people to say... You know, I'll pay you fifty dollars for this Pokemon. But but that happens in I think like World of Warcraft and things where people will buy and sell these purely digital goods. So I think it makes I mean, sense from that perspective that you know. But, Disney but those would- things
0: are Useful though. I mean, if you think about it, in the world of Pokemon Go, you have a Pokemon that you can actually battle and fight with, and you could take it to gyms. Like even though it's not a real world world experience, it's an augmented world experience. So you have something that, yes, it's digital, but there's like real life implications. I I think that's the
1: exact same way. I I can't see. I think what what you're saying, what your your pin is What you're saying is though, it's the exact same thing with pin trading. I mean, trading physical pins doesn't have any real world implications but even digital ones it's the same thing in that there's no implications of having it except for the fact that you have a certain pin versus another one it's the it's what you're saying for pokemon go or these other games it's the same thing with pin trading it it's just the collectability and the act of doing it so we don't know all the details or if this will ever actually come to fruition but i think it's interesting that disney's thinking of this way in, in kind of terms of like digital, I have to imagine if they are doing it for the fiftieth anniversary, probably within the next year or so, we'll hear something. Maybe even at the D twenty three Expo this year, they'll be announcing it because there won't be another one before the fiftieth anniversary starts. So, all right. So, so like I mentioned, kind of jumping in now to kind of our main topic for this episode, you know, is it worth it? And and why I kind of came up with this idea is because so often I see, and specifically. Uh you know, one question's asked, and this is gonna be the first one we discuss is is the memory maker worth it at Disney World? And I see people asking that all the time. And it costs $199 if you pay full price for it. If you buy it in advance whenever you book your trip before you're actually at the park, you save $30. So it's $169. And for those of you that don't know how the memory maker works, is all the photo pass pictures and all the ride pictures. You then get digital copies of uh, for free. So there's a lot of people. There's a lot of PhotoPass photographers throughout the park.
0: So you can use them on Instagram, your so any of your social media accounts. You can print them up and put them on your walls. Um, I mean, there's an unlimited amount of things you can do. You could you can get them printed on put on mugs. Like it's just
1: yeah. So yeah. you have you have all of the pictures, and if you don't buy the memory maker, you can buy them individually or buy a day's worth. Uh, at various amounts, but this is this is a question that I see people asking all the time because they're like, "Is it worth it?" I'm only going for two days or three days, or I'm going for a week because it, it's for your whole trip. It's the same price. If you go, if you go for a week, it's 169 dollars if you buy it in advance. If you go for three days, it's it's still the same price. So this is kind of what what gave me the thought, the idea for this episode. Uh, So this is the first one I kind of want to discuss. So what do you think? Memory maker, is it worth it? And we'll just go first, just in general, is it worth it? Not necessarily a specific trip length, but just in general.
0: In general, I think it's worth it, for sure. Um, I think that, I mean, what we do as a couple is generally an indication that I I would guess you would also say, yes, it's worth it. yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I I would definitely say it's worth it in, in general, because like I said, you can buy individual days worth or individual pictures. And that's when it kind of comes down to, well, if you're going only maybe like two days, it may not be worth it because I think you can get it's like only fifty or sixty dollars a day. So if you're going two days, you could just buy the individual days for less than this. Mm-hmm. But anything past that. So if you're past two days when it's cheaper to buy the memory maker, I think it's worth it almost every time, just because you can get so many pictures with it.
0: Well, yeah. And the thing that um, I think that a lot of people don't think of, and I definitely do think of it, is photos are memories. So the thing with a photo is... Yes. Can you take a photo with your camera phone? Absolutely. You can take a photo with your camera phone. But the problem is usually, unless you have an Apple Watch or you like really set it up on a timer, you're only getting a picture of a portion of your party because somebody has to be outside of the photo in order to take it
1: for the most part. Well, I will say Disney, the photopass photographers will take a picture with your camera for you. But I still think it's worth it to have they're using professional cameras, so I still think it's worth it to have them take the picture because not only you get the higher quality picture, but then there's the magic shots you can get, plus all of the on-ride photos you get as well. Um, and you know, if you do character breakfast, they're getting like candid shots throughout. So while they would take a picture on your cell phone, I still think it's it's worth it to get the the photo. you're right? I
0: wasn't thinking about that, but you, yes, you can get them to take a photo on their on your phone, but. Generally speaking, their cameras are way better than the the cameras that are on your phone exactly. they can't but way better than a lot of other cameras. So they have those big professional ones and they can do they can't take a magic shot with your camera. So if you're into the magic shots, then, yeah, you can't you can't uh, get those unless you just buy them separately. So overall, I think they're really worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely think if you're going for any length of time, you know, like I said, it's over a couple of days. I think getting the memory maker is kind of a no brainer of an add on. So
0: yeah, and I was thinking about this too, and I'm like, okay, well, they generally have people taking photos in the same spots year after year after year, and so you and I have been purchasing the memory maker for I don't even know the past
1: few times we've gone yeah, down. I mean yeah. several
0: yeah for the f- several years now. And so I'm like, you know, we're getting these same exact photos over and over again. And then I thought about it. I'm like, but you're not say, the same. We like, get
1: different. We, I think we get different pictures. I mean, looking at each time because we kind of skip the ones that we've gotten a few times before. Maybe you know, maybe we, you know, don't go to the same places because they they do rotate out and they do put up new sites to get your pictures taken. So we definitely have gotten a good variety. But you're right. You may not want to get one in front of like the Tree of Life. Every time, you might, or you might not. You might, might because
0: you can see like a passage of time too. You know, you and I could go theoretically, and then one time, and the next time, you can see we aged a couple years. And the next time, you know, maybe we had a kid. And like, so you can you can take those photos and like do almost like a time lapse with them, which would be kind of cool. Again, you'd have to be a little more strategic about it if you did it with your own camera and you totally could or if you get somebody else to take it. But I just think the memory maker makes everything less complicated. And I think a part of being in Disney World is having your life being a little bit more carefree and a little bit more
1: fun. Right, definitely. So the second one comes from Allie on Facebook and she wrote that she didn't think it was worth waiting a line for characters. Going off of that, you know, one, I guess, do you think it's worth it to wait in line for characters and kind of two. how long would you be willing to wait? Like what's the max amount of time you would wait to see a character?
0: Okay. Well, this is, this one is completely dependent upon who it is. Okay. So would I wait,
1: so I guess in general, do you think it's it's worth it to wait in line for characters? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: um, and I think that this goes hand in hand with the purchase of the memory maker too. I mean, if you're definitely if you yeah. are purchasing you the, memory the memory maker, maker. It, it is actually advantageous to go to these different photo places.
1: Yeah, and I can I mean I kind of see her point of, hey, I'm there for the shows or the rides that. Oh yeah. Like, waiting in line for characters is, is a little bit of a waste. But I, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think there's some characters that, yeah, I probably wouldn't wait in line for. But in general, for the most part, I think that's part of the experience. I mean, half of the fun of going to the the theme parks is kind of seeing these characters from the movies and getting to meet them. And I mean, we're we're not you know young kids, but I mean, I still like to go get my picture taken with Mickey or Minnie or Baymax yeah. or somebody. It, you know, it's fun.
0: And we've talked about this a number of times before, but like. When you go to Disney and you're adults and you don't have kids, they nobody treats you like you're weird. Nobody um, looks down upon you and they take as much time with you as they would a child. So you and I walk up to them without, you know, getting their autographs or whatever. They will take time and try to have like an interaction with you. I mean, they're not going to talk, but they're going to mime out things and they'll notice stuff about your outfit and point it out to you. So, it is it, it's a lot of fun. So the, I think it is you're you're missing out a little bit if you don't do it. Now, of course, like if I'm going to go see Cinderella, I'm not waiting an hour. Like I'm not a big fan of Cinderella.
1: Yeah, so I guess that's kind of the second part of the question is is how long would you wait to so Cinderella? So does it kind of depend on the character? So yeah. like Cinderella you're not going to wait an hour. Is there anybody you would wait an hour for?
0: I would wait an hour for like make, up certain kinds of Mickeys cuz you know there's different Mickeys throughout the parks, but I think that For example, they had the anniversary Mickey when we were there. And I'm really Mm -hmm. happy we went and waited for that. And I would probably wait up to an hour, um, maybe even an hour and a half, to go have an interaction like we had with Mickey and Minnie.
1: See, that's pretty generous. I would say my max for probably any character would be 45 minutes maybe. I will say when they had the talking Mickey, he typically was like an hour wait. And I think it was worth it to wait once to see him just because that was so unique that's gone now so i mean i think just seeing a different version of a character isn't going to necessarily be worth it to wait longer so i i would maybe go an hour but i mean i would do an hour for
0: moana too
1: half hour 45 minutes is probably the max i would go for any characters that's pretty generous that you would say you would go an hour an hour and a half for some of these characters
0: i mean i i just enjoy trying to mess with them and i definitely think if you're disney bounding as that character you most definitely need to go to the character um meet and greet because they 100 percent notice well yeah, yeah you get a good photo and they notice and they have a fun interaction with you so yeah i i definitely do i i do think it's worth it Yeah.
1: Okay. So the the next one that that we have on the list is waiting and I'm gonna we'll be specific here, waiting three hours for flight of passage. (laughs) So we, we talked about this maybe a month or two ago when we did our recap from our most recent trip. That was the first time we rode Flight of Passage. We were lucky that we had fast passes when we rode it. It's a great ride. I think it's the best ride Disney has made to date. Yes. I do not think it's worth waiting three hours in line for, though. So this would be the first one. I would say it's not worth a three-hour wait. I would
0: say. Are you Are you done? I don't want to.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to okay. get your your thoughts on it. I first. would say
0: the answer is it depends. So <laughs> honestly, like a lot of these are. So it's, it's three hours. Contingent. So
1: what's what's it contingent on? Okay, so you? the
0: contingency is how often are you in Disney World? So you and I go relatively like we don't go a lot but we go frequent enough that I think that for me going down there and waiting for three hours that means I'm not riding something else um so for me that is we go there enough that I would wait three hours for it yeah I see
1: I I don't think no matter how often you go I don't really think that Three hours. I think that's too much because there's there's ways to wait less than that. Well, that's true. I mean, there's fast passes. If you go first thing when the park opens, you can probably get on the ride in under an hour, if not sooner. So I think three hours is excessive. And if I saw that, I would just turn around and come back another day.
0: Hi, I'd like to I'd like to change my answer. Um, I think okay. that there are ways to wait <laughs> less time <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah. We've actually talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, you're right. You're hundred percent right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You can wait less than three hours there. There are ways to plan ahead. So yeah, don't, don't wait three hours, just plan to get there early and you won't have to wait for three hours.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the good thing is at least when we were there, the wait was around like two hours. It never got up to three hours when we were there. I know when it first opened, I mean, regularly waits for every three hours. I think when it's very crowded, Waits can get up to be over three hours. But I think for the most part, it's not going to be that long. But definitely, I think if you see it, it's a great ride. There's no ride worth three hours waiting for.
0: <laughs> uh, what is the maximum amount of time you would be willing to wait to ride Flight of, Flight of Passage?
1: I would wait. If it was like the two hour wait, I would wait that. And I kind of, I do wish whenever we were there that it wasn't quite a two-hour wait that it was maybe only an hour or an hour and a half, because I I do, I think we missed out by not walking through the regular queue. When you do fast yeah. pass, you miss the queue, and so much of that queue is built because they knew it was going to be a long wait. So there's a lot of details to pick up. So I would like to have some time to kind of walk through and and be able to really like look at it and explore the queue. So I think you know if it's an hour and a half or so. There's enough going on you're gonna be moving at a decent pace that it won't seem like forever, but you'll still be entertained that I would do an hour and a half two hour wait for it
0: okay yeah i i I think I would agree with you on that
1: yeah I, I just didn't I didn't want to do that last time because like I said we we had two fast passes for it. we didn't have a ton of time down there, so there's some other stuff we wanted to do, so mm-hmm. to wait two hours to ride it a third time that seemed a little not worth it at that point. Yeah, it so. seemed
0: excessive and honestly, I was like I had like a food bucket list and riding that ride and eating a lot of food don't really mix. <laughs> yeah, they do. <don't>.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially if you're, if you're prone to motion sickness. So All right, so uh, our second to last one uh, also comes from one of our listeners on Facebook. So this one comes from John. He got I I included this one because he kind of like threw out the gauntlet here and said that Dole Whips aren't worth it. So, so, and before everybody kind of, kind of like throws their arms up because what are you talking about? ups are the best. His argument was in the Florida heat, it melts too fast. Ice cream isn't a great idea because it melts too fast. So from that perspective, I can see that. And that's, what's great about the Mickey ice cream bars because they're so frozen, they're not going to melt right away. Uh So he was saying, you know, hey, I'd rather have a Mickey pretzel or something than a Dole Whip. But But, those are warm and it's cold outside. But to say Dole Whips aren't worth it. My argument is just eat the Dole Whip faster. If you're worried about it melting, what's taking you so long to eat a Dole Whip? I mean, they're so good. It's gone before it even starts melting whenever we (laughs) we eat them.
0: Well, I think it's also a matter of preference. Like I like my ice cream like frozen, but a little bit like runny i love that because yeah yeah. because it's kind of like a milkshake but in general if you're just like there's again there's there's a very specific way to eat dole whip do you don't get you don't get the float the float makes it melt too fast it's too sweet you don't get just straight pineapple, dole, like the straight pineapple Dole whip. Oh, that's
1: right. The, the, you get the, like the swirl. Wine. Yeah,
0: you get the swirl. The swirl is where it's at. That is that is money right there. Yeah. Because it is, it's like strawberries and cream, where you have something that's very sweet and it's b- counterbalanced by that milky vanilla, like s- creaminess. Uh, it is a great marriage.
1: Yeah. I so yeah. I I say I disagree with John on this one. I say a Dole Whip is worth it. I think even on the threat that it's going to melt in the Florida sun, again, just eat it quicker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's still worth it. And it'll cool you down. Even half a Dole Whip is better than no Dole Whip. So (laughs) I say say Dole Whip's definitely worth it. Again, I do love my my Mickey ice cream bars. I think those are great. If you put those two up against each other, I maybe struggle a little bit more. I just get both, I think. I need them both. Hey. You're at Disney, yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody's counting calories when you're in Disney, so. but Then no, they magically disappear. They do, but uh, I think all the walking they just and they I, melt right off. I do
0: think it's worth like it's worth mentioning that you're you do not eat pineapple, like you don't eat it. Yeah, and, I'm
1: not a huge pineapple fan, but you're right the 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 swirl one with the pineapple and the vanilla is really good because it it is a very creamy vanilla, but and then that sweetness of the pineapple is really good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely all in on the Dole Whip bandwagon. <laughs> so I'm one of those people that's gotta have his Dole Whip, gotta have his Mickey Bar, and uh got has to go see characters. <laughs> you, and I stuff like how like that. you
0: say it. It's like real cute how you say it like you have to have a Mickey bar, just one.
1: Oh I it's like a Mickey bar day. It's just I'm walking around it's like <laughs> it, it keeps the doctor away. The
0: question is That's a great episode title.
1: <laughs> the question for me is not if I'm getting a Mickey bar t- at a, that day, it's just when. Is it do I wait until after lunch as a snack do i wait till dinner is it my breakfast i mean that's it's just it's just a matter of how long am i gonna hold off and it basically comes down to i don't want you shaming me for eating too many mickey bars so i try to be like i try to wait a little bit so it's not like oh, i just go to the park oh first mickey bar i see i'm eating i'm like play cool Play it cool. We'll get it <laughs> later. But yeah, it's it's really a matter of, of when, not if. See, so. the
0: nice thing is, and you haven't quite caught on to this yet, but if you You can, share
1: them, though. Yeah. I yeah. was going to say, if you can you convince like yourself
0: to share them, you could get a couple a day because really you're just... A couple just, a
1: day? I want to go a couple a day. Well, <laughs> one no, a day, maybe. If you
0: and I are sharing it.
1: Maybe one. That's still a couple a day. That's a lot. I mean, no,
0: it's not. Because if, if you're eating half a Mickey bar and I'm eating half a Mickey bar... Then we've eaten together, combined one Mickey bar. Yeah. So that's not that's not bad. Then you you don't have to feel fat shamed because
1: you just. Well, I'm not. First of all, I'm not giving you half a Mickey bar. If I'm sharing, you're getting like an ear. If you're getting, if you start eating half a Mickey bar, I'm immediately buying a second one to have for myself.
0: Wow. But this this is the the depth of love here. I share a
1: little bit with you. All right, so. So we have the last one left. So, so far, we've only had one that's not been worth it. And that's waiting for Flight of Passage. Everything else, I think, has been worth it. So the last one we have for this episode is staying at a deluxe resort. So the deluxe resorts are like Animal Kingdom Lodge, Beach and Yacht Club. It's their higher level resorts. So I think for this, and this is my personal opinion, is that they're not worth it. Yes. So you you would agree with that? I would
0: agree with this. Um, I have caveats, of course. but
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I'll I'll just kind of say why I think it's not worth it, and then you can add your caveats in there. But I think it's not worth it. Now, granted, they're they're very nice resorts, but when I'm going to Disney, I spend very little time in the room. I'm trying to maximize as much time in the parks as I can. So really, I'm getting up early getting something to eat, getting to the parks, and then you're staying late, you're going back to the room, basically going to sleep, you're not really seeing much of the resort.
0: Right. So essentially, you're paying all that money to have the idea of sleeping in a nice room, but really, you're not seeing the room because you're just staring at the backs of your eyelids.
1: Exactly. And and the prices of the deluxe resorts are two to three times more per night than what the moderates, even the, you know, the moderates or the values uh, really are. So I mean the value resorts you have the All-Star resorts but you also have Pop Century and Art of Animation in there which are are two very nice resorts. Yeah. I think what a lot of people you know say the deluxe resorts are worth it is because they have signature dining restaurants there. They might have nicer pools. So I could I could see if you maybe have kids that you're spending the afternoon not at the parks because you want to you want to stay at the the hotel and go to the pool because the the pool at the beach and yacht club is really nice. It has real sand in it. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's a really nice art at the Poly. That has a pretty cool design for their pool. So I could see, you know, in, in that regards. But again, Art of Animation, the blue pool, that's the biggest pool on property. And it has right. the underwater Music. sound. Yeah, and you can only use it if you're staying at an Art of Animation. And, you know, if you want to go to those nicer uh, restaurants at the deluxe resorts, you can still go to it's them. It's still if possible, you're not, yeah. yeah if they don't say there. you're
0: staying at... Pop century, so you you're not allowed.
1: Right, like yeah, if you want to go to the Yachtsman Steakhouse, you can make a reservation and go. Now, granted, it's not going to be as easy as walking out of your room and going. You're going to have to take a minivan. But I mean, Disney makes it you know easy to kind of get around to these different places. So I, I would say it's not worth it paying the extra you know price per night to stay at those deluxe resorts. Stay at the value, Stay at the moderates. They're still very nice. They have great restaurants as well. And then that money you save, you can have money to go out to a nice, dinner at that resort you know you can you can go to that resort and, and go to the signature restaurant so yeah I would definitely say it's it's not worth it do you have any other caveats you wanted to to, <laughs> to state on I mean that? you hit
0: most of them if you have young kids maybe because you're spending more time at the hotel they get tired in the parks and they just want to go back and swim or something then maybe you it would be worthwhile
1: spending yeah, more again, time at the resort but again a pool's a pool too I mean there's like a I said art a of, pool, art of animation has a really nice pool and that's a value resort but I
0: could see like if you're a parent and you're like oh my goodness like like, my kid is tired and they want to be here. So at least you feel a little bit more, I don't know, spoiled being back at the hotel. Yeah, um, It might be like kind of a mental, at least for me, at least if I had a kid, it would be at least a, a mental break saying, well, I'm spending all this time here, but this is a really nice place to spend a lot of time. Right. So there's that. Or maybe if you're older as well and you tire out easier or, or like... You're a person who just gets tired easy, and you're gonna spend more time at the the resort. Then yeah, go stay at a, at a nicer resort. Um, but the all star star resorts are nice. Um, there's nothing really wrong with them.
1: Yeah, they've and they've started updating them as well. I mean, Pop Century just went through a refurbishment. I want to say All Star Movies has gone through similar refurbishments to kind of you know update the rooms and everything. So you know, you you could be going to one of these value resorts and staying in a brand new room that's newer than some of the deluxe resorts.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, my only gripe about any of the the um, value hotels is that I don't think the All-Stars are as nice. I think that the All-Star resorts, also my biggest issue when I stayed there, and this was years ago, so I don't know if it's changed any, but... There is a bus labeled All Star Resorts. So that's all three of them. That is music, that is, um, yeah, that is movies, the, and what the was the other outside. one? I can't remember. Mu- music, movies, and sports. Sports. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's the one I say that too. So. The issue there is you are getting on a bus and you might, it might be half an hour, 45 minutes before you get to a park. Because if you're the first bus stop, then you have to wait for your bus to load. Then you go over to the next hotel. Then you go over to the next hotel. And finally, you get to the park. And likewise, whenever you're coming back home. So if you're not that first stop, it can be pretty long, you know, getting to. Yeah, I will
1: say within that kind of value category, specifically value. I mean, there are differences. I mean, I think if you're going to go value definitely pop century art of animation are your better bets, just because like you said, you can be waiting a little bit longer for buses at the all star resorts. But I will say Disney realizes that and they counterbalance it by having more buses come through buses come through a lot more frequently at those all star resorts. So while it's one bus for all three resorts, they send more through there. So it kind of counterbalances itself. Where some of these deluxe resorts, buses don't come as frequently.
0: Right, and I would and I would argue here too that that Pop Century and Art of Animation get tons of buses.
1: Also, yeah, they get a lot of buses. They get as a lot well. of buses.
0: And again, I, we've mentioned this before, but if you stay in Art of Animation. Um, but a pop century, like it's just taking forever for our animation to come, or a pop century bus is there right then. Yeah, you can take if you're the an able-bodied and you can walk, you can take it and just cross the lake, and you're right at your resort. Yeah. So you can take either of the two buses.
1: Yeah, and my point about the all-star buses was just to kind of counterbalance what you were saying. Of yes, it's it's three resorts sharing a bus system, so it can take a little bit longer. But it's not like it's not like they send the same number of buses that they would to one resort oh, yeah, yeah. to that area. No, you know, I, I got it. They your send point. multiple. I was just just clarifying that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I, I think overall, definitely, I would say save your money and, and go value or moderate. Yeah, you know, there's, so many, deal.
0: there's so, many, so many things at Disney Parks, so many upgrades, so many behind the scenes activities that you could do, so many awesome foods. Spend your money there in the parks and leave the hotel costs like keep those as low as you can
1: definitely so that those were our kind of five that we had covered so we had i guess three worth it two that weren't worth it so love to hear our listeners feedback you know do you agree disagree with us um we kind of are you know we had two from our our facebook that we you know kind of didn't necessarily agree with um, but if you know, let us hey, know, Hey, but we appreciate yeah, <laughs> we no, appreciate yeah but, but let us know, yeah, on Facebook, let us know some other things that you think are totally worth it or totally not worth it. And we, you know, may use those in future, right. yeah future episodes as yeah, well. Ask
0: any questions we'll, yeah. we'll do the, we'll do the research for you.
1: Yeah. Cause let us know, you know, if you like this, cause we could do, you know, more of these, there's a lot of other things. Like you said, there's, there's different behind the scenes things. There's different restaurants that we could definitely talk about. Is, is this behind the scenes, uh, upgrade worth it? Or is it not worth it? Is this restaurant worth it or not worth it? So there's a lot of these things that we can talk about. So definitely let us know some that you know, you're know you curious about that maybe you haven't done and you're, you're wondering, is it worth it or not? Or stuff you've done and you think it's totally not worth it or you know totally was worth it. You know We would love to hear it. And you can let us know on Facebook, as I mentioned, at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, at Enchanted Ears Podcast or on our website, www.enchantedearspodcast.com. Awesome.
0: Thank you very much for lending us your ears. And as we always say, have have a a magical magical day. day.